Why, hello there, and welcome back to the Clubhouse with Mariano Bofamante. I'm your host, Mariano. As always, I want to thank you guys for coming back if you've been here for the past few weeks. And if you're new here too, thanks for showing up as well. Unfortunately, I found this stray again in the middle of the street. And since I'm a good person, I want everybody to welcome back to the clubhouse my idiot, Steven. Aha! <laughs> so, Steven, back in the clubhouse for round two. How do you feel? Good. Good. How's engaged life? How's CRISPR doing? Good. Good. Do you have anything more to say other than good? I'll be back next week, too. Oh, he's coming in for more. Oh, all right. Well, let's see how this episode goes. We did have some metrics that we were talking about last episode, uh-huh. and I will say we did exceed them. We exceeded what we thought was going to happen, so I will say... Shout out to our Syrian viewer. <laughs> We have somebody in Syria listening, guys. Syria, South Africa. So hello to all you guys. Thank you for listening wherever you are. We appreciate it. Should we tell them who's coming next week? No, 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 no. no. We're going to have a guest next week. Besides me. Besides Steven. All right, good. So let's get into it. This week, we are going to be reading... Don't do it! Give me back my pencil. Do not put it in your pants. If you put my pencil in your pants... I'm going to bring you back to the street I found you on. Thank you very much. All right, so let's get into it. This week we're gonna be recapping Beyonce's Black is King, which obviously was fucking amazing. Also, we have Apple stock news that Steven will be telling us about. Then we had a pretty big week in Housewife land, included the phenomenal premiere of Real Housewives of Potomac. Do you then, have to her so much? Yes, I like it. Then it finally happened. Teddy told everyone about Denise and Brandy. And of course, I have thoughts about it. So we're going to get into that too. We'll also talk about Real Housewives of New York, Real Housewives of Atlanta news, and a whole lot more. We're going to be hitting all my favorites, including, and as usual, the tech update, screening room, main stage, Netflix top 10, our controversy of the week, or who said that, a positive story in the helpful hand of hope, and always laid out with what shows we're going to be recapping next week so you guys can follow along as well. So without further ado, let's get started. First up in the tech update. So Apple had their earnings call. Um, and they do this every quarter. Um, but there were some interesting little slips that happened while they were having the call. So the CFO, who is Lucas Mastry, Mastry, um, confirmed that there's a new iPhone, that the new iPhone will be delayed a few weeks. Now, everybody might think like, oh, wow, it's going to be delayed. But that's actually not even the big news about his announcement. Typically, and everybody knows, Apple always releases a new iPhone every year without fail. Um, They've been doing it since the first iPhone came out. But they have never in advance confirmed that there was actually another iPhone coming. So this year, with him even saying anything about the release beforehand is actually pretty crazy. Anyway, getting back to the actual time frame of things. So what Lucas said was we should be expecting the new shipment or the new supply a few weeks later than what happened last year, which was late September. So we should expect the new iPhone 12 to be sometime around a mid-October launch. They're still going to announce it in September. Uh, That's what I'm thinking too. I think they're going to announce it in September, but it's going to be delayed. Kind of like they did with the uh, iPhone X. I don't like that. I I don't mind it. I don't, I obviously I would want it to come when it was supposed to come, but as long as we're getting an announcement and a phone. Well, it's supposed to be September 8th as of right now. So it's be September 8th. September 8th. Interesting. Which is Tuesday. Uh, A Tuesday? It's, It's the day after Labor Day. Oh, well, no, then I don't think they're going to do it then. I think they'll probably do it the week after. Well, if not that, what would they be announcing? Because they, well, in pre in previous years, they always do a Tuesday conference. They do the pre-orders that Friday, and then the phones ship two weeks after that. So what they'll probably do is Tuesday announcement, pre-orders that Friday, but then shipping four to six weeks out, which is what they did for the iPhone X. So I wouldn't be surprised. They also did it with the iPhone 7 when they had that jet black color. That color was delayed a few weeks as well. And then there was a lot of shipment constraints. So again, we're getting a new iPhone. It's going to be a few weeks late. I can't say that I'm terribly surprised being so everything that's been happening this year. Um, But nevertheless, 
That's what it is. Let's move on. A lot's been happening this year. Yes. Let's move Particularly on. Particularly with Ellen DeGeneres. Oh my god. We're <laughs> gonna get there. Don't jump. So, let's talk about the Apple stock. Steven, what is the news with the Apple so stock? So much stonks. Basically, uh, in every segment, every geography, the revenue increased double digits year over year, quarter over quarter. But the big news is that they're splitting. Okay, what does that mean? Now, basically what it means is if you own one share of Apple stock now, I think it's around, it's a, it closed at 425 yesterday. So they're doing a 4 to 1. $425? Per share, yeah. Damn. So they're doing a 4 to 1 split. So that basically means if today you own one share at 425, in three to four weeks you'll own four, you'll own four shares um, at whatever the price is then. Oh, wow. If it's really? around 400, then each share will be worth 100 bucks. Um, now they've done, they do this a lot. They did this six years ago, seven to one. They did a seven to one split yeah. six years ago? In 2014, they did it seven to one. And then 2005, they did a four to one. They've done this several times. Oh, wow. So this isn't anything like new. No, say. I would say Apple does it more than a lot of other companies. Like Amazon, for example, is, is over $3,000 a share. They'll probably never split because they like the allure of their stock price being so high. To buy one stock of Amazon, you need three thousand dollars. Yeah, it's around. I think it's thirty four hundred dollars at this point. Oh my lord! Um, but but Apple is more valuable than than Amazon. So Not by just, much, but okay. So in, in totality, just because their stock price is so much higher doesn't mean that they are necessarily worth more. No, it just means that. There's less or more shares outstanding. Oh, interesting. But but on this news, Apple was up 11% yesterday, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Like usually like a good day for Apple would be like 3%. They're almost double what they were in March after all this started happening. Um, and in addition, um, Apple's now the most valuable company in the world as of, as of yesterday. It was uh, before yesterday, it was an oil company in Saudi Arabia, Saudi Aramco. But now Apple's now the most valuable co- uh, company wow. in the world. Worth $1.84 trillion. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And they're not going to give me any? None. None! That's not a bit. That's fucking rude. It's not a bit. Wait, $1.3 trillion? $1.84 trillion. $1.84 Yeah. I can I Let me just, for high. reference, see what Amazon is. I know it's close. Uh, $1.58. $1.58 yeah. trillion. Yeah. In comparison. Yep. Wow. Okay, so what? Um, so when is when is the four to one split happening? The if you already own the shares, it's August twenty fourth. Okay, if you want to start buying it at the new price, it's August thirty first. Interesting. So what would you say? What is your? Because for every all of you who don't know, I legally cannot give stock advice because I'm not registered with the SEC. Oh, Thank you, Mario. Oh shit! Um, we was about to get him in jail. <laughs> uh, he was about to go to jail. But if you can read the writing on the wall, you can probably. Make some money. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't want to be any sort of kind of um, detained for any uh, reason. Accessory. So we are just going to keep moving. Accessory. Oh, all right. Good. 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 <laughs> Thank you for the stop. Sure. Thank you. Now let's move forward. Um, okay. So BMW is developing an all-electric version of their five series and seven series sedans, as well as its X1 SUV. The company announced Monday that they have they have a renewed effort to reduce their overall emissions. So right now they currently have a X3 variant that just came out called the iX3. They also have the i4, which is the four series lineup they're working on. Uh, becoming a a all electric model. They also have the fucking sick i8 model that's currently out, and they have an i3 as well. I actually think they stopped producing the i3. Um, but anyway, the kind of forward pushing of these all electric vehicles are really cool. Um, the way in which they're taking on this electric kind of lineup is they're not reinventing the wheel, which I think is the point. They're trying to make these cars look like quote unquote regular cars so that more people would be willing to buy them. 
for example, you see like the all electric, like smart car, or like even like the Teslas, you know Tesla because it's Tesla, but you also can tell like there's something different about the car and it's that it's all electric. So what BMW is doing, they're taking their standard models and they're retrofitting or redesigning in a way that's going to make the, the general population want to buy the car. So kudos to them, really cool thing that they're starting to do. Um, no word yet as to when the new 5 Series, 7 Series, and X1 uh, variations will be out to market, but they are in development. Well, I don't know if you knew this, but this was expected because about four years ago, a German official said that by 2030, every car in Germany must be emissions-free. Really? Yes. Wow. They're the first country to do that. No way. Um, I know that California, I think, said 2025 that they have. That, it has to happen in phases, right? So you have to, like, at some point you'd have to say, from now on, we're only selling electric cars. In California, you're saying? To, no, like in any anywhere you wanted to do this. You'd okay. have to say, we're only going to sell electric cars. Because people who, like, I bought a gas car last year. Now right. I have to get rid of it. You're exactly. You need to give them some sort of, like incentive roadway to like use that car and be like all right that's the last gas car you'll ever have like right the next car so it'll probably be like a phase like 2025 is when like they only they sell only electric cars yeah and then five to ten years later it's like only electric cars are on the road mm. so like as just like as time goes on but germany said in 2016 um all new cars registered in germany need to be emissions free by 2030 at the latest at the latest which is, there's some, there's people that think that this could actually, like, in the short term, increase carbon emissions because of all of the excessive, like, you know, if everyone needs a new car, they're going to be making a lot more cars. And where is, which where is would, these other yeah, cars going to go? Which would be, like, you know, in order to operate factories, there are more carbon emissions if you're making tons of cars. Like, on average, not everyone needs a new car in a five-year period. But yeah. if they're making a law like this, then everyone would need a new car. Interesting. All right, cool. So this is something we will definitely come back to because clearly... In 10 years. This is a very interesting topic. In 10 years. All right, let's move on to the screening room. So first up, we have um, we have our typical roundup of things that have been pushed because of this stupid fucking coronavirus bullshit. So this week, The Quiet Place 2 got pushed back until next year. This is probably the most devastating news that I've received this week. Quiet Place 1 was phenomenal. Never saw it. You never saw it? They filmed it only like 40 minutes from us. They filmed it in, I think, Bedford or Katona. Interesting. But I pers- I fucking love the movie. And honestly, anything with Emily Blunt. I mean, come on. Oh, oh And I'm John Krasinski. Of, what am I thinking of? No, I have seen that movie. What am I, what am I thinking? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> What's the movie what? with Jordan Peele? Oh, um, um, Get Out? Yes. Yes. No, that's not yes, The Quiet yes. Place. I was thinking that. Stupid. <laughs> oh, Quiet Place is phenomenal. That's good stuff. So that one got pushed until next year. We also have, which is not in pushback news, but actually coming soon news. Netflix has Sister Sister, Moesha, The Game, Girlfriends, The Parkers, Half and Half, and One on One all coming to Netflix starting in August. There's going to be a rollout between August and October. All these good shows are going to be going on there. I'm so excited for Sister Sister. I'll watch that shit all the time. That was amazing, okay? Next up, Courtney Cox will reprise her role as Gail Weathers in the new upcoming Scream 5 movie, which has been reported by Deadline. So she is going to be joining David Arquette, who is also coming back as Dewey Riley, and Nev Campbell, who has been uh, rumored to be coming back as Sidney Prescott. So that's actually going to be very cool if that's the truth. No one asked for this. What? Absolutely no one asked for this. What do you mean? Who wants Scream 5? I I personally want Scream 5. The fourth one came out like 10 years ago. Yeah, but then there was the TV series on MTV in between. No one watched it. Nobody watched. No I, one watched it. Actually, no. Some people watched it because that was when Bella, Bella Thorne was first going off the fucking the diving board into insanity. They are with her. So people did watch it for like a little bit and then they realized it was bad. So then they stopped. <laughs> but I think, I think if they do it right, I think it's going to be good. I just like Scream should have ended after one. Oh, no. It was predictable. They weren't scary. It was, okay, but 
qualify that. Okay. When qualify you watched it. Scream, it wasn't when it first came out. Okay. You watched it years later, yes. so you already knew what was going to happen. Yeah. But, but like, what is it trying to be? Is it trying to be a hokey horror movie that's not actually scary? That is the that's a that is a slasher film. You just described a slasher movie. Okay, then I guess I'll just leave now. Like, I, please, Jesus like, Christ. oh my God, see your way out, Jesus Christ! Like, next, what you're gonna say is the Halloween movies were horrible. Don't get me started. Say it, and I swear to God, I haven't seen all of them. I won't even. Make okay, it. you fucking better. Not. I saw the most recent one. You better. With, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, of course. She was in. She was in the first one as You're well. You're kidding? Yes. That old bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, all right. No, moving no. forward. Made famous by, of course, Freaky Friday. Met. <laughs> Not <laughs> okay. Okay. For us, yes. For our generation. Who is this woman? Oh my god. All right. Moving forward to Marvel news. So there's been a new report that came out that Miss Marvel will debut in Captain Marvel 2, which also is rumored to be the Secret Invasion storyline. Uh, Brie Larson. Brie Larson's career peaked as the love interest in 21 Jump Street. <laughs> what? Everyone knows that. <laughs> Wait, that was her? Yes, that was her first big role. She Was, was it um, really? You know I'm talking about. Yes, of course yeah, I know. Yeah, that was her. Yeah. Of course I know. That was her. She was uh, Jonah Hill's like... And she was supposed to play a... That, that was when they went, went to high school, right? Yeah. That she was supposed to play a teenager? Well, she was dating Dave Franco. Yeah, movie, and then she and Dave Franco was supposed to be playing a teenager. Yeah, that's sick. No, that's actually no. something that's not discussed enough. That should be is the fact that like so many high school shows, movies, Riverdale, uh, One Tree Hill, those people were in their fucking twenties playing teenagers. Yeah, I think Nathan was like twenty-seven. That's disgusting. And it's funny because he had te- like he had the worst acne that like. Everyone talks about now that they had to like seriously. It took two hours of makeup per day to cover up. Did they really? Meanwhile, he was like a grown man, like collecting social security. Or <laughs> yeah, but that's also fucking like why? Why? I mean, whatever. Like there's child labor laws, and maybe like that's why. But like, what is the allure of getting these like elderly actors and actresses when well, we're literally calling them elderly? I mean, they're twenty five years old. Experience. Um, like, yeah, like, I think it comes down to experience. Notoriety. Okay. Like, you're not going to find men. How, how are you going to find, like, 8 to 10 to 15, um, you know, teenagers that were the One Tree Hill, you know, cast age that were, like, experienced enough and were available at the time? Like, you need to get some different age ranges in there. Right. Okay. But on the opposite side, you have a show like Euphoria who is probably is being touted as one of the most honest and accurate depictions of the teenage kind of life, Right. Now, like, in this moment, and of course, One Tree Hill was made 10 plus years ago. Almost 20. No, 20 years ago? 2003. Fact check check me on that. That's crazy. But anyway, I think, like, I don't know. I just, I, now, more days, and then there was the uh, Mindy Kaling movie that came out on Netflix. She bothers me. Well, well, okay, we're not talking about Mindy Kaling. We're just talking about I just feel like if I met her in person, she would be rude. That's if she would be rude, yeah. W- w- cite your sources. My Why cousin actually did meet her in person, and he said she was very rude. Really? Yeah. He not works, as, he not works as rude on as like Ellen. film production and stuff. Not as rude as Ellen. Later. <laughs> All right, let's move forward. So, um, lastly, in Marvel update nudes, um, the rumors have come about again, but this time they're saying it's been confirmed that Haley Steinfeld will be Kate Bishop in the new Hawkeye. Disney Plus series. I particularly think this was the blandish choice they could have went for. Not because I don't like Haley Steinfeld, because I do. Rock Bottom is my fucking jam. It's not to love. But I feel like she was almost like the right there pick. Like she's on the new um, Dickinson series on Apple Plus. Have you seen that? She had no. Maybe. She has. Uh, she has a following already. Like they could have really used this opportunity. I mean, yes, they could have used the opportunity to break a new star, but also in a way, I feel like they know that Hawkeye's probably not one of the most popular characters, so they wanted somebody else that can kind of like give a little star power to the show. So. In a way, I agree. I do think they could have went for somebody who maybe a little bit more fun, more festive for the quarantine. But anyway. Like Roseanne Barr. 
Roseanne Barr. She's available. Could you imagine her running around in like a leather latex suit, <laughs> throwing like, out? Sorry, I was on my sleeping pills. <laughs> oh my god, sickos! She's the best. Anyway, What's supposedly they're going to be filming starting in October in Georgia. Um, so we still have a little bit of time before anything is going to be confirmed. Uh, Marvel loves their secrecy. Um, anyway. Let's move forward to some Bravo stuff, which is obviously Steven's favorite. I don't want to talk about Bravo. You know this. I don't care. Go ahead. Okay. So we have some, give me your freaking phone. I was looking stuff up actually to fact check. We are recording a show. Yeah, I know. Go ahead. Okay. You need to be paying attention. I, what do I do if so, you don't pay attention? Summer House started filming. I am so fucking excited about this. Word on the street is that they are going to be in the house for two months. Um, they're gonna be in the house the whole time. Basically, since everybody's working from home, it kind of works for them too, because as everybody knows who's watched Summer House, Steven being the only person in this room who hasn't. There's only two people in this room. What? <laughs> what? That's news. <laughs> it's news to me. Oh, God. Anyway. So they always are working in the city during the week. Then they go out to their summer house, haha, on the weekends. You're kidding. But now they're saying they're going to be living there the whole week through. Um, so yeah, very exciting. Next up, the season five, episode one premiere of The Real Housewives of Potomac. I seriously could not have asked for more it was phenomenal so out the gate we check in on our favorite ogs karen and giselle unfortunately both of the ladies seem to be in tough spots right now with ray being upset karen is away a lot more because of ladam and giselle's girls not really loving the idea of their parents back together candace and chris are preparing for their one-year anniversary party which is that a thing like do people do a one-year anniversary party or is this candace being her typical extra self i mean i love her for it but nonetheless is extra um and also no help from mama dorothy with any of the payment so they are footing that bill on their own side note also i love the transitions they go like kind of like a cinematic like closer in and then they like fan out when you get to one of the ladies it was so cool um, anyway, just me geeking out a little bit. Also, if I had a dollar for every time Ashley said Michael and her are closer than ever before, I would have bought Bravo by now. I would have been able to secure the bag and buy Bravo already. Also, Ashley being neurotic as a new mom is actually really fun to watch and almost fulfilling. She kind of she finally got what she's been wanting for the longest time, and she feels complete in a way. And that's not to say that you know you only feel complete because you have a child, but for her story itself, it's what she was longing for. It was what her goal was, and finally she achieved that. So kudos to her. She looks very comfortable in that role and that's very you know exciting to see robin and juan are ready to move out of their townhouse again but robin finally and shockingly puts her foot down and says she's not buying any house with wani poo unless she has a rock on her finger which she fucking deserves that so good for her for finally saying what everybody else has been thinking um, also, in regards to, like, relationships, everybody hates Jamal. Like, I'm not surprised, but clearly nobody even thinks this should have been on the table for Giselle. She seems very defensive, which is the first sign of, like, this is a problem. Karen's disappointed, no comment, is literally me. Like, I, I understand, do what you want to do, you know, you have to do whatever is going to make you happy. But if your girl's, like sheer comparisons between Sherman who they don't know from a hole in the wall I mean granted they were younger but and it ended horribly but the girls loved Sherman they loved him you saw every time he popped up on the screen every FaceTime all that good stuff and then you have when their own father FaceTimed their mother they seemed to be like pissed the fuck off so very telling I have to imagine this is going to develop further in the season 
Then let's move forward. Monique goes to visit Ashley and see the baby. Ashley says that all the ladies have reached out when, when the baby came except Candace. No surprise there. But what is surprising is that Monique and Candace are actually good as of right now. The foreshadowing that these editors are doing is simply Emmy worthy. It is phenomenal. Which brings us to our newest housewife, Welcome, Wendy. As Candace said, Wendy is black girl magic personified, but Miss Curran is not impressed, honey. Time will definitely let us know as this new professor slash housewife takes over the scene whether or not we should be impressed as well. I think I'm going to be. I think I like her so far. And honestly, Bravo has done a really good job this past year, like two years, on new cast members, um, which clearly their track record has been abysmal, like for the past like five years let's say but shockingly enough i don't know what they're doing differently but keeping up anyway so now we are at candace's one year anniversary party candace pulls giselle to the side to clear up their little moment at the cupcake tasting when giselle uh was kind of annoyed that candace would say stupid shit on twitter about giselle so giselle basically says that she should apologize for her twitter fingers and candace basically responds no i'm not going to then the ladies come around for what i have to believe is going to be the first of many interrogations of, of giselle about her ex-husband and her new relationship and giselle not shockingly was defensive um telling sweetie telling Moving a little bit forward into the party, I audibly awed, like I went, aww, when Candace said that Karen was her favorite person outside of her mom. And then I audibly laughed when Giselle said she had words too, and she made it eight years, damn it. Like, the range that this show has is, like, it's truly what makes it so great. Um, we end with a beautiful speech and a famous folded napkin tear by Candace and another viewing of the trailer of what's to come this season, which my jaw seriously drops every time I've watched it. And at this point, I can tell you it scene by scene. So just the fact that it's like constantly like almost re-surprising me, I'm just so fucking excited. Somebody on Twitter said why everybody who watches Potomac loves it so much is because it's the perfect combination of old and new housewife style. You know, it's like the comedy and the authentic lives that made us love these shows with the glamour and the glitz and the trips and the fast paced storytelling that we have adapted as time went on. I am beyond excited, if you can tell, to follow along the season and we will definitely be coming back for more as the season continues. Next up, I want to touch base. We're not going to do full recaps, but I want to touch in on Real Housewives of Beverly Hill and Real Housewives of New York from this past week. So, Beverly Hills, we see the girls finally go to Rome. Um, Teddy does what she does and does annoying shit. Um, basically, what happens is they all are sitting at the table. It's the grand event that everybody's been waiting for. She says to Denise that I heard that you were saying some really bad things about me. And like, not for nothing, but like she called her pathetic and that she lived in her dad's shadow, which I think like, check, check. Like, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I can't disagree. So she says that then Denise is like, who would say that? Of course, Teddy said Brandy. To which Denise venomously denied that she even talks to Brandy. Cut to BravoCon when Denise literally says like, oh, I love Brandy. She's so nice. She's such a fun girl. She's a straight shooter. That's why I like it about her. Blah, blah, blah. Finally, after some pressing and everybody being like, just fucking say it already. Teddy drops the bomb that Denise and Brandy supposedly hooked up without Denise's husband, Aaron, dipshit of the century, knowing. So I personally, while watching that, I seriously was surprised about how surprised I was. Like I knew everything already. I knew it from the last episode. I knew it from social media. I knew it from everywhere. But just seeing it unfold the way that it did, I was like, holy shit, it's like really happening. And with that, I also was very surprised that I actually felt bad for Denise. Like... I don't know if it's because it's it's like we're just seeing her initial reaction or because like 
seeing like Sutton, what she said was like, are you saying this because you're mad that Denise talked shit about you? So you're airing out her dirty laundry? Or are you doing this because you want her to know as your friend? Like, which is it? And honestly, Sutton has a point. And I think that's what kind of had me turn on this situation, which was, which is my stance, is that I think Brandy and Denise had sex. I think they hooked up. But I do not believe that it was necessary for Brandy to bring that information to the girls. That's disgusting. (laughs) I think that Brandy was being Brandy. I think that she did not need to tell the girls, although I love mess, so I'm glad that she told the girls. I don't think that it was any of anybody's business. This was something that, yeah, we are we're on a reality show. Like, let's take all the qual- qualifiers out. You're on a reality show. This is your life. We should be talking about your life, blah, blah, blah. But that was a, that's a very private thing. Like, if you're cheating on your husband, like Shannon Bedore, for example, her husband's infidelities were the star of like three fucking seasons but we never saw the girl we never um uh saw them have the actual conversation of that information being out there there was a time where the situation was private and yeah there was too because we're just finding out now but i i have to kind of like in a way side with Denise that like, yeah, I I understand she's probably saying that it's not true to save face. I think it would be more, let's say honorable of her to say, you know what? I did. I did. I cheated on him or like we have an agreement or whatever the case may be, but you guys are fucking shitheads for saying that on camera. Um, now we're in the thick of it. So let's see how it goes. Moving on to Real Housewives of New York. So we're almost there. So doesn't feel like it. (laughs) New York news. um, Leah finally has enough of fucking Ramona's bullshit. Um, I completely agree with her on it. I think that Ramona needs to seriously take a fucking Xanax because at this point it's laughable about how she was coddling Sonia in the corner and then saying to Sonia as well that Leah needs to be held accountable for showing her vagina to the party, which frankly didn't happen. And the only reason why Ramona's really even mad about that is because one, she doesn't like Leah. I think that's very evident. And two, she did it in front of her sick closest 50 girlfriends. Okay, but then when Sonia was dancing on glass at a table, you were so worried about her. Oh my God, he has the iPad again. <laughs> this segment's never ending. Uh, and I so, want to hear what Sonia did, to be honest. Sonia <laughs> was dancing on the table filled with glass, shattering the glass and making it go throughout the whole party. Ramona, if anything, was just worried about her safety rather than her quote unquote embarrassing her like the way that she's saying that Leah did. I think it's bullshit. I think it's bullshit. I think that Ramona is just trying to find something to be mad at Leah about because I think Dorinda, being the bad bitch that she is, said what the real problem is. Leah has the one thing that Ramona doesn't, her youth. So I am very excited to see how this season continues. Um, Has it been the best season so far? I think we can all say no. Do I think that Leah is the love of my life? I think we can all say yes. Um, They also are going to be filming the reunion next week. It's going to be in person in Long Island, which is going to be very exciting to see. They will be taking proper precautions. Tinsley will be there. So that's going to be so fun. Um, I have a feeling this week is going to be very exciting. Leah is going to be blasting Ramona to pieces. And I have a strong feeling it's going to be all over social media. So very excited about that. Anyway, let's end out the Bravo sector of this little episode. So Real Housewives of Atlanta. Last week, we talked about the potential of Nini was potentially filing a discrimination suit against Bravo. Um, She said it was because of the way that they've been mistreating her for eight years and that it's finally been enough. Um... I last week said that I hope this isn't the case because of the way that she has been acting over the past few years on the show, um, uh, getting into physical altercations with cameramen, um, not showing up for her job, leaving her job early. So it was almost like Nini heard what we had to say, and she put together a video 
basically side-by-side -side clips of her doing something like um, the pulling, the tearing of the cameraman shirt. And then she put Teresa pushing Andy at the season two reunion. She had her leaving um, the reunion early. And then she had Kim Zolciak leaving the show and then onto Tardy for the party. No, don't be Tardy for the fucking party bullshit. Then she had Vanderpump leaving Beverly Hills. And then she had Vanderpump Dogs being announced right after. I get her point. I get her point. I think that in a way, like now I see both sides of the coin that she kind of like made that, you know, uh, comparison. Um, I do think that the Teresa thing is different. Teresa was not being aggressive towards Andy. She was like pushing him off of her. Nini was literally tearing the fucking camera guy's shirt to get her out of her closet. So I think in a way, Teresa's was a not as violent or non-violent, like a shove, while Nini was literally grabbing the guy so hard that his shirt teared. So I do think there's a little bit of a difference there. I do agree with her about the Kim Zolciak thing because she literally left filming and they gave her a new show. Uh... Lisa Vanderpump, same thing, left filming, got her a, a second show. Um, so I do see that comparison. Obviously, there's a lot more to the story. I th hope we're going to get more because... I don't think I'm going to sleep until I know. I personally... Uh, I have been losing sleep. After I saw that compilation video, I said... Like, she used every example that we talked about last week. Guys, wait till he finds out it's all scripted. What? <laughs> Lies. He thinks it's real. Moving forward... Let's get into the Ellen stuff. Uh, Here we go. Ellen. 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 I don't like Ellen anymore. Okay. All right. Everyone deserves their day in court. <laughs> okay. So tell <laughs> us tell us the background. What's going on with Ellen? Um, correct. Jump in here if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. Mis mistook it at all. I believe it was... I'm trying to get the timeline of this. I believe a few weeks ago, there was like an article from like this guy who's like a, a well-known security guard in Hollywood who worked with like worked with people for award shows, all these events. And he said something like, Ellen is like the worst celebrity I've ever worked with. She like didn't even acknowledge I was a human. She like, you know, just like brutal things. And then all this stuff started coming out about how working for the Ellen show is a toxic workplace. Wow. So I didn't connect these dots at first because... When you're talking about a show like Ellen, Ellen is not doing 99.9% .9 of like the logistics, the operational, the back office of the show. There's people that do that with an operation of that size. There's probably, I don't even know, ballpark, maybe 100 people that work on that show. Wow. And none of them are daily like interacting with Ellen, like for the most part, um, especially like under these circumstances. So I was like, you know, how bad could these conditions be? And then... They're bad! They're bad. They're bad. They're, they're not good. They're so bad. They're really bad. So that, what was that, Wednesday that came out? Yeah. So that came out on Wednesday. And then I think yesterday, oh no, Thursday, Ellen, then she put out the disingenuous post. Oh my God. So she put out a statement basically saying like, I had no idea. Yeah, we need that to That any just... of this was happening. Yeah, okay. If I would have known, I would have never let this continue. Such, such. And then she was like, um, we're going to be doing such a, a deep dive into all these complaints that yeah. have been coming up and we're really going to make sure that this kind of culture doesn't continue any further. And then yesterday... Everyone was like, but there's more. <laughs> I honestly think that this was like, a, a, this is a kind of a conspiracy theory here. What? They didn't, like, when they put out the report that, like, the workplace is toxic. Yeah. They didn't also put out the sexual harassment stuff just to see what Ellen would respond to. Okay, explain more, though, before... They were just like, it's terrible to work here for XYZ reasons. Yeah. Like, they don't respect our personal yeah. lives, all this stuff. So, Ellen, in her statement, she just responds to that. Mm -hmm. Now, the day later, they're like, also, people, like, there's severe sexual harassment going on here. Oh, so what you're so saying So, now is... Ellen has to, like, come out with another statement she, to be like, twice, I had no idea what was going on on my own show. Ah, and she looks ridiculous. So, you're trying to say this was, like, a kind of bait and switch situation. It was, and it, it worked, kind of. It did work. I mean, listen. If that's what happened. That's a I stretch, think I believe, that... But... What do you think is the stretch? I think it's a stretch that that hap 
happened without her knowing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think she knows oh, about absolutely. all this stuff. Oh, 100%. And, but when we think of Ellen, we think of, like, she brings a blind kid on the show. She's like, I have, here's eyes. And everyone's like, oh, that's amazing. Like, I can't believe Ellen just did that. But, but, I mean. I think if I, I mean, listen, she's terrible now. But if I would go on to Ellen, I would hope she would give me, like, lipo for free. Uh-huh. But here's that another. fun. But here's another thing about Ellen. Ellen, when she first, you know, like, all the stuff that happened in the early part of Ellen's career. Of course. She was, like, blacklisted, of course. Yeah. But she she used that as, like, to get untouchable status. And for the most part, it worked. Yes. Like, she's been untouchable up until 72 hours ago. Well, but also, with that being said, I think she was untouchable because she created this reputation of of herself of, like, the be kind. Like, that's her motto. Be kind. Like, her show, when you watch it, it's all about, like, warms and hugs. You watch around Christmas. You cry. Oh, 100%. And it's like, she she was also, in more ways than not either going to be taking over for Oprah or like Oprah's like like little sidekick or like so if now if you ever compare someone to Oprah again I will never come back I listen I I regret it <laughs> I regret it after hearing myself say it I understand what you mean okay but the bait and switch worked so if not only is there a toxic work environment but you have people who are being sexually harassed on your fucking set you are the head you're the head, and then there it's top down. Of course. It's always top down. If you didn't have even one of your people telling you this, it's because they knew they can't tell you this. Which, Why can they not tell you this? Because either one, you don't give a shit. Two, you're just as horrible as, horrible as everybody's saying you are. Or three, you frankly don't care. So... All three of those options aren't good. That's not a good, that's not a be kind person. Yeah, it's bad vibes. It's bad vibes. And then yesterday she said she's considering ending her show completely. She she said that or there's a report that There's a report that she's yeah. thinking about it. I think that at this point, Babe Girls has got to give it up. I don't know if you've seen. We were going to go see her too. But have you, I don't know if you've seen any of these, you know, late night as well, these talk shows Without the audience and like something oh, to play off of, terrible. It's uncomfortable to terrible. watch. Like who's that? Who's the guy? His name is escaping me. Like James Corden does a night show. Yeah, it's uncut. Like the any yeah. anyone who does late night, yeah. these jokes only work because it's like an, there's an audience right. there who and they have a sign that says laugh. Right. Anyway, let's move on. So Ellen, Godspeed, Ellen. Like we're we're gonna be. I don't want to pray for you because if everything's true, you don't deserve prayers. Uh-huh. Um, but sorry, sweets. Let's see what happens. Um, moving forward to maybe we can give her a job. What? Maybe we give her a job. Oh no, I don't want that kind of energy over here. Okay, this is good vibes only. I mean. All right, let's move on. Addison Rae and Kourtney Kardashian. If you have not seen this, you are living under a rock. So, Addison Rae, TikTok star, um, she is going, she's like number two. I think Charlie D'Amelio is number one. She's like number two on the most followed list. She's she's huge. Kourtney Kardashian, she is the most uninteresting Kardashian to look at, as we all know by now. Has started this new weird friendship, like just borderline weird. Um, It's the two of them. Just like hanging out with her kids, going to get like smoothies together. Addison's 17, 19, Courtney's 41. Nobody can figure out what they're doing together. Is she friends with Mason? Mason's 10, Addison's 17, 18. They're not friends. Courtney's 41. She's, it's just, nobody's understanding. There's theories that are out. Some people are saying that Courtney, that E, is grooming Addison to become the new, like, sort of Kardashian family. If they're grooming her, why would they put her with Courtney? She's, like, the one that hates the show the most. Mm-hmm. Like, she wouldn't be the one that they would want to go put her with. I'd argue Kanye hates the show the most. <laughs> potentially. You're potentially correct. I am correct. Yes. You're potentially correct. Um, but God, anyway. Godspeed, Kanye. Um, so, I don't know. It's just fucking weird. Anyway, lastly, in the screening room, we have the Beyonce Black is King recap. As you would motherfucking expect, it was phenomenal. I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was a amazing visual album to the gift now i will say i was very careful in saying that because i don't particularly think 
it was a good reimagination of the Lion King as it said it was supposed to be in the press release. But I do think that it was a very good visual representation of the album, the companion album, The Gift, that came out with the live action Lion King remake. Thoughts, Steven? If you have nothing nice to say, you should not say it. What? What? I can honestly say, going into this, I didn't see a trailer. I didn't read an article. I had really had no idea what I was getting myself into. I It was assigned homework. <laughs> it, I thought it was going to be like something resembling The Lion King. Not just a 80-minute music video on a beach. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't just on a beach. It, I mean, come on. She did that scene in New York. She was in um, Africa. She was in, I think, Scotland. She was in Ireland. She was all over the place for this music video. You, nobody, nobody can um, argue the amount of detail and effort and sheer, like, like power that Beyonce puts into any of her projects. And I think that extends to Black is King. I will agree with you that it did not do... The, the narrative wasn't strong enough to be a reimagination of The Lion King. I think that the music, like, the music was the story rather than the music highlighting the story. Listen, that wasn't maybe her vision. That's not what she wanted. But I think that maybe they should have readjusted the, you know, expectations of what the film should be because it was a good film. It was a great visual album and that's what they called it. But the descriptor was that it was going to be a reimagination. I wouldn't say disappointment, but I would say I'd kind say of like... I'd say disappointment. I would say, uh, in a way. What like, I don't in a like way. is this Beyonce can do no wrong attitude that everyone what? everyone but me has apparently. She can do no wrong. Exactly. So you, you didn't watch it through the lens of like... Let me watch this thing regardless of who's in it. It was through the lens of Beyonce's amazing. So the baseline for this is that it will be amazing. And it would have to be significantly terrible for me to ever say it was. I don't think there was anything terrible about it. I mean, but like, I think she, I think she plays off of the fact that everyone knows, everyone thinks she can do nothing wrong. I just don't, I, I try to look at everything unbiasedly. And I th think when it comes to Beyonce, music... Anything she does, it's not viewed that way. I think I don't think that I necessarily went into it saying, like, yes, I did go into it saying, like, oh, my God, this is Beyonce. That's Beyonce. But I will say that I am, if you cannot, if you cannot critique somebody with taking their reputation out of it, you're being biased, as you said. Yes. So I agree with that. I think that it was a very like i believe it was a very well done visual album it's like macaroni and cheese you just assume it's going to be delicious <laughs> it's hard to say this was bad macaroni and cheese because as long as it meets the minimum requirements for delicious macaroni and cheese i mean you're just not going to complain about it you add lobster to it it could literally be disgusting you'd be like that was amazing oh my god like i'll pay 24 dollars. that is so true but, but you know what I'm i saying. do think i think it was pretty good mac and cheese i think it was pretty good mac and cheese i think that it could have been more delicious if maybe the all the cheeses were like five star cheeses, but I think she had maybe like a like an American in there, like an American cheese. It was cheese sauce. Like Mario. no, 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 no. It, it was wasn't. cheese sauce on all right. Shell. So on, shell, on shells. I believe it was great. I think that she did a very an amazing visual album. Again, I wish there was a little bit more stronger narrative, but Queen B will do yes. what Queen and B. your royalty checks does. in the mail. And your checks in the mail, baby girl. If I had one of <laughs> one of Beyonce's royalty checks, okay. I would have a lot more nice things than I already do. Let's get into the main stage. So as always, we are going to be going over the Billboard 200 top 10 for the week and the Billboard Hot 100 top five and bottom five. So number one on the Billboard 200 this week ending in August 1st is Legends Never Die by Juice World. Number two is Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by Pop Smoke. Number three is a new entry by the Chicks called Gaslighter. Number four is The Hamilton, an American musical album. Number five is My Turn by Lil Baby. Number six is Chilobo. 
Chilombo. Chilombo. I'm embarrassed right now. <laughs> Chilombo by Janae Ieko. Number seven is Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone. Number eight is Blame It On Baby by DaBaby. Number nine is Fine Line by Harry Styles. And number 10 is After Hours by The Weeknd. Moving on to the Hot 100 at number one for another week. I think this is week eight now. Rockstar by DaBaby featuring Roddy Rich. Number two is What's Poppin' by Jack Harlow featuring DaBaby, Tory Lanez, and Lil Wayne. Number three is a new entry by DJ Khaled featuring Drake called Popstar. Number four is Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. And number five is Roses by St. John. Moving down to number 95, we have Screw Juice by Juice World. Number 96 is a re-entry by Gunna featuring Young Thug called Dollars on My Head. Number 97 is another new entry called Breaking Me by Topic and A7S. Number 98 is another re-entry called Enjoy Yourself by Pop Smoke featuring Carol G. Mm-hmm. Number 99 is another re-entry called Pretty Heart by Parker McCollum. And number 100 is a new entry by J. Cole called Climb Back. Moving on to some main stage news. So, Katy Perry, as we all know, was planning on releasing her album. She's going to be pushing it back two weeks because of production delays. She also said that she's going to be making up for it. She's said she will be going live on Instagram every Sunday until the album or baby comes, whichever first. So you guys are going to be having to wait two extra weeks before you get the new Katy Perry album. Can she instead keep it? Oh, <laughs> you want her to keep it? You don't, don't want, want her. It. We I mean, don't want listen, it. I don't think you weren't here for this episode, but I think that. Like, the whole vibe of the album was supposed to be, like, her, like, coming out of this depression from Witness and that how horrible it flopped. I do have a little bit of hope, a little, not because of the cover art, because that shit sucked, but because of um, Never Really Over. That was phenomenal. Here's what should have happened for Katy Perry's career. Oh, God, here we go. Hot and cold. Hot and cold, yep. And I know it. California Girls. Also love it. Roar. Roar. Retirement. Retirement? Retirement. Are you serious? Retirement. What? Retirement. I mean, was the output after Roar great? Roar wasn't even good, but it was it was just in our ears. Was it good? Was it great? I, I can't... I, ha- I have to agree with you in it a way. It wasn't good. But, 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 everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Everybody gets that way. No. <laughs> yes. Hannah Montana said it correctly. Nobody's perfect. Uh, okay? Let's move on. So, The weekend will be doing an AR concert on TikTok, which is supposed to be August 7th. So, I don't know if that's going to happen. It's probably not going to happen. It's probably not going to happen. Probably not going to happen. So, what is the news with the TikTok now? What's happening? With the TikTok? So, the whole, TikTok. It's been... No, for a few months they've been talking about how because... TikTok is owned by a Chinese company, and basically there's all these just silly children on it, just basically, like, clicking through the terms of service. Like, they could say anything, like, we own all your information. Have you ever ever read the terms of service? I have not, no. Okay, so you're a silly child as well. Don't talk about Gen Z like that. I suppose I am. Don't talk about Gen Z They've been talking about how it's a security issue because of uh, information that TikTok has access to and, you know... The bigger picture here would be the Chinese government. Um, so in the past few weeks, uh, they've been saying we may be banning it or severely restricting it, blah, blah, blah. Um, especially this week, that kind of picked up. So yesterday, close of business, market closes. Microsoft, there's reports that Microsoft is looking to acquire TikTok. Really? Um, and now background to this, Instagram is also coming out with their own TikTok called Reels. Ah. They've been testing it in... They've been testing it as early as, uh, I believe, last November. Wow, really? They started in India, then Germany and France, and then it's supposed to hit the U.S. Uh, oh, today's August 1st, so later this month. Um, and essentially what Facebook and Instagram were doing was paying TikTokers to like beta their new, basically big TikTokers to beta the new reels to see if they could have the same functionality, like if it would work the same, like if they'd be comfortable with it. Um, and then, you know, late last night, a reporter who was on Air Force One with the president said 
that the president basically like popped his little head in and said, <laughs> "We're gonna ban TikTok." <laughs> they were still in the. In They're the gonna air. ban TikTok. They're gonna ban TikTok. Um, now, uh, now they're saying the executive order will come today or tomorrow. The right he has to do this, you know, the, one of the people on TikTok said... I'm asking about, like, I kind of want to know what would the practicality of that look like? Like, what, is it just going to crash when you go onto it? I mean, likely, I'm trying to, I think there is an example of this. It's not coming to me. They wouldn't, like, remove it from your phones, but you'd probably, like, try to open it and, like, through cellular networks, through Wi-Fi networks, through Wi-Fi providers, there'll be, like, a kill switch on it. Interesting. Um, But apparently TikTok says, you know, we're not going anywhere. That's what they said. Wow. Um, Now, my whole thing is, if they really were going to be acquired by Microsoft, then they are for, they would officially be an American company. Right. So... I mean, is it too late? Is it suspicious, kind of, that they were, like, rushing to be acquired by Microsoft, potentially? Yeah. When they were, like, we might be banned, and, you know. But do you think that if if they're really doing anything, like, that bad, would Microsoft even want to buy them? I mean, I don't, like, why does Microsoft want to compete with the likes of Instagram and Facebook? But, yeah, we'll see. All right, well, we will definitely see. Um, let's keep posted on that. Um, moving forward to some new releases for this week. So we had a bunch, a bunch, a bunch. Um, I have to be honest, I didn't really particularly love this week of new music, um, but I'm going to give you some of the highlights as well as whether or not I like them because that's what I always do. Um, it's what I always do when they never catch me. Um, we had, we had, um, My Future by Billie Eilish come out this week. Phenomenal. My Oasis by Sam Smith featuring Burna Boy. Phenomenal. We had the Beyonce re-release. It was a deluxe version of The Gift. We had Disclosure and Fautu Mata release Dawa Mali Mali. We had ASAP Ferg release Move Your Hips featuring Nicki Minaj and Made in TYO. I think Made in Tokyo. Um, I liked it, but I think that something that Nicki Minaj does is if she has like a song, like a really like popular song with one person, she wants to do it again or they want to do it again. They want to like collaborate again. It only works with Ariana Grande. Stop doing it with everybody else. Like she had the Plain Jane remix that was phenomenal with ASAP Ferg. Keep it to one and done and then keep it moving. Movie Hips was good. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't the Plain Jane remix, which frankly, everybody's just going to compare it to the last time you collaborated collaborated with the person. So just keep it to one. Keep, Cor- it, keep, it, keep it fresh. Corroborate. Uh, uh Dan and Shay released I Should Probably Go to Bed. I loved it. I did not. Really? And I like everything. Yeah, you like Dan and Shay a lot. Nah, I didn't like it. I liked it. I thought it was like it's almost, it was something fun for the quarantine. No, 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 no. Um, Brandy released her new album called B7. Zach Brown Band released You and Islands. Bastille released What You Gonna Do. Question mark, question mark, question mark, like three question marks. Like, relax. He wants an answer. <laughs> like featuring Graham Coxon. Georgia Smith released By Any Means. Snake Hips and Jess Glenn released Lied For You featuring A, Boogie With The Hoodie and Davido. This was amazing. Loved it. Taylor Swift released Cardigan Cabin in the Candlelight version, which is like an acoustic version of Cardigan. Uh, Dominic Fike released his new debut album called What Could Possibly Go Wrong, which based on this year is potentially anything. Maluma <laughs> Maluma <That's> released <laughs> Maluma released Hawaii or Hawaii. I think that's the way that you're supposed to say this one. Um, Griffin and John Martin released Cry. I like that one. It was very good. It's okay. Sam Felt and Fetty released You Should Know featuring Craig Smart. Allie Brooke and Messiah released 500 Viches. N-O-T-D and Nina Nesbitt finally released Cry Dancing. Nesbitt. Which was phenomenal. Um, moving forward. So we have Netflix Top 10. So, like always, we're going to go over the top 10 on Netflix for this week. At number one is The Umbrella Academy. So, this is back at number one because the new season was released. Um, I haven't watched it, but just based on, like, the new scenes that I saw, their budget needs to be increased. The action sequences was abysmal. Um, You can tell there was a lot of CGI. 
Um, you know, they are a pretty big show. Clearly, they're number one on the U.S. today. So please increase your budget. Number two is Shameless. Number three is The Kissing Booth Part 2 is back from last week. Number four, Animal Crackers. Back again. The kids are still skewing the data. I hate them. <laughs> Number five is The Last Dance. Again, back. Number six, Last Chance You. So this says elite athletes with difficult pasts turn to junior college football for a last shot at turning their lives around and achieving their dreams. Oh, God. Oh, wait. This is a documentary. So is this real? Have you seen this? Oh, uh, I started to watch it. It wasn't. It was. Um, is it scripted or it's real? It's a documentary. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm looking at. It's I'm going to say something not nice. It's August. Oh lord. But August. I'm going to take it back because okay. it's. I thought it was just like a. As it is August first, I'm looking at what came on Netflix today, and nothing actually. Nothing. I'm sure they'll increase our membership thirty four percent again, but <laughs> nothing. Nothing new came on. Um, wait. What? Something new. Oh, uh, Dennis the Menace, the movie from 1993. Is oh available God, today. get out of here. And Sea Biscuit. Sea Biscuit. Tell them to keep it. Um, number seven is Cursed, still at the top ten. Number eight, Zookeeper with Kevin James. Oh my God, yeah, this was awesome. <laughs> I saw this in the movie thing. Oh my God, yeah, I love this one. Number that nine movie came out like three years ago. You saw that in the movie? No, it came out in two thousand and eleven. What are you talking Who'd about? Who'd you see it with? People. <laughs> Who? My family. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Number nine is Transformers War for Cybertron. The trilogy. Ooh. So this is... Oh, it's a new series, I think. There's six episodes right now. Um, This looks pretty cool. The animation style looks pretty awesome. I wasn't a huge Transformers kid, but um, this looks like really kind of cool um i'm i like i like a lot of like animation style like i'm very into that like the redrawn versions of the same character to kind of see like the new different kind of um worlds that they are being created in and what those new styles mean for the world um so this one looks very interesting i, I have to admit um and number 10 finally is sugar rush extra sweet so this says time's the most important ingredient as teams race against the clock and each other to bake up the best tasting sweets. Oh my God. Get out of here. Do you want to really watch a good show on Netflix? Tell me. You, the Floor is Lava. Oh my God. Wait. We talk about Floor is Lava all the time. Who's we? M me and the microphone talk oh, to each other. Okay. So Phenomenal. Floor is Lava. Phenomenal. We've been we I I almost keep track of how they're doing it. What shocks me is when someone falls into the lava, they don't come back. <laughs> I mean, just the editing. Where do they go? Where do they go? That's what I want to know. Oh my god! Let's get into the who said that of the week. So Stephen actually has brought us a who said that a controversy of the week. I got an Apple credit card a few weeks ago, and I have not been able to use it because Apple. Um, you go into the wallet for those of you who don't have it, and you, you kind of click card information because there's no numbers printed on the card, and um, it just hasn't been working, you know. So I had to call Apple, and they helped me out with all these tricks, tips, and tricks. Yeah. Sign out of iCloud, restart your phone, put it in the toilet, flush it, take <laughs> your phone out, restart it, and then it worked. <laughs> um, now it's telling it, you know, saying it here. It's even worse. It, it sounds even worse than in my head. So it, I have to be honest with you. This was the most anticlimactic. Yeah, this was the worst. Who said that? So far, we're seven. We're seven episodes in. You did not deliver on that one, and I that's my to, fault. It, it was your fault. Um, thank you for the horrible. Who said that? Um, let's move forward. So the helpful hand of hope. So, this week it has been announced that Joe Jonas and Sophia Turner had their baby girl. So, congratulations to them. Um, so, the, yeah. the only people to ever have a baby. <laughs> that we had to announce. Okay, but it's fun. It's nice. It's like a nice, positive news. Like, do you have something for us to be positive about? Like... And, and maybe something, I don't know, a little bit stronger than your controversy? I got a new scale. Oh. And it's, how did that uh, go? It's a Bluetooth scale. It, yeah. It gives me various stats such as body fat percentage, water weight, you know, muscle mass, bone density. And the positive story of that all? It's actually quite the opposite of a positive story. <laughs> 
<laughs> Very depressing story. Pretty depressing. Aw, it's okay. But we, if Ellen keeps on the show, we'll submit this episode. We'll take out all the bad things we said about her, and we'll just keep in the lipo part, and we'll see. Maybe she'll she'll give us a deal. She's gonna need some good <laughs> she PR. She needs something. At she this needs point. it. She needs it. She needs it. All right, let us close out. So for next week's topics, we are going to be talking about. The first episode of the new season that is coming out of Selling Sunset. So season three is supposed to be out on August 7th. So make sure to watch that. We are also going to be doing a proper recap of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which is because of our special guest that's going to be on here with us. Um, She's a real treat. Oh, gotta love her. So... As always, I want to thank you guys for listening again. What are you doing with your arms? They can't see you. Steven, how <laughs> was your... I hate you so much. Um, How was your second episode here at the clubhouse? It was good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not exactly good as a rap. But Not as good as a rap. Not as good as a rap. Because raps are good. Raps are good. Raps are good. Okay, so small short story time. Small short story time. So, wait, what was it? We were, I, we're, we were going to dinner, right? We were going to dinner, and oh. then I think we were trying to pick... Oh, yes, yes. This is when I was on one of my crash diets. One of our horrible One of our... Cra- and I was like, I just can't eat that, you know? Like, <laughs> I, there's just nothing... I, we can't go there because there's nothing for me to eat. And she's like... No, we were going to go to Candlelight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we wanted wings. If you don't know, Candlelight is And just I was like... Well, Filled the only grease. thing for me to eat there is a wrap. I don't really want to go. And then, you know, of course, Crispin. I was like, wraps are, wraps are good. Wraps. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, and the back seat, me and Steven were sitting in the front seat. All of a sudden, she was kind of quiet, too, because me and Steven were going back and forth about, like, where we're going to go. And then all of a sudden, she goes, wraps are good. The, the passion oh. behind it. Like, she invented the, the tortilla. Oh, uh, my I mean, God. A, uh, it, the passion. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. The passion. But let us wrap up. Let's close out. So as always, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. And Andy, I'll see you soon.